Welcome to Trauma Queen, where we normalize talking about some pretty hard shit. I'm Jiminika Eborn, your certified trauma queen. I've been working with survivors of assault for over a decade. This season, we'll be talking about Black Femmes. We will discuss how we, as Black Femmes, experience the world differently, both in our interpersonal relationships and the everyday trauma of being a Black Femme in today's society. Like always, the focus will be on our journey to healing and finding support. In each episode, I'll give three new resources directly related to the topics we cover. For years, I've seen survivors portrayed without their voices never being really heard. This changes now. Let's heal together. Hey y'all, we may be talking about some things that may bring up some feelings for you. And if that's you, that's totally okay. We're talking about a lot of intense emotions. So if this is affecting you, please take some time for yourself. Maybe you can come back. Maybe you have to skip an episode and that's okay. Come back when you can and we'll be here for you. Before we get started, I'd like to shout out our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a platform that connects you with a personal online therapist. They have hundreds of licensed therapists and can connect you with one within 24 hours. Cognitive therapy has been proven to be the leading most effective treatment for PTSD, anxiety, and childhood trauma. I always recommend first seeking an in-person therapist, especially for crisis situations, but online therapy is also a fantastic option, especially if you live in an area where you don't have access to a therapist with the black experience, the queer experience, or they're just too expensive. With BetterHelp, you can filter to find exactly what kind of therapist you'd like. And if it doesn't feel right with the first person, you can match with a new counselor within 24 hours. You can video chat, talk on the phone, do an app messaging, and it's available for desktop or mobile. Go to betterhelp.com queen. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Q-U-E-E-N to find your personal counselor for as low as $35 a week. So I'm super excited to have this magical, blessed being on the other end. I would say in front of me, but not um, on the other end of this call, because if you don't know this human, you will today and you are welcome. Um <laughs> Can you tell us your name and your pronouns? Yours, that was so generous. I just have to say, like, everyone should have someone say that those nice words about them. Like, damn, if I could bottle that. Anyway, okay. Uh, my name is Jessamine Stanley. My my pronouns are they, them. But I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm misgender myself all the time. So, like, we can talk she, about that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, preferably they, them. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me make a note of that and bring ask you again. Um, so, um, and like I said, I've been asking the same individuals, like, what does being a black femme mean to you? And then we can talk about why you don't utilize that all the time. Hmm. Hmm. Do I not utilize it all the time? Okay. Uh, oh, why I don't utilize they then. Oh, okay. No, wait, Never mind. This is the thing. What does it mean to me about being a black femme? Oh my God. The more, the older that I get, the more I just feel like, like the other people who came before me. And I just mm -hmm. feel like, like me inside of, it's like one big Russian doll, like where there's like a bunch <laughs> of us inside. And I just feel that all the time where I'm like, I feel these people who have struggled and who yeah. have smiled and who laughed, but also cried and who experience the darkest dark and also the lightest light mm. and that I carry them where I go and that, um, that there is a legacy there. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, it really is like kind of like understanding like royal lineage, you know, it's like, it's like we are, we are like, from this beautiful ancient lineage and like to me it's like stepping into that um queendom uh <laughs> where like that that like stepping into that legacy yeah um yeah that's what it means to me. beautiful and why do you think your story or your perspective needs to be heard hmm 
you know, honestly, and I don't know how this is going to play, so I'm just going to say how I'm really feeling about it. Yeah. I, I don't know that I think that my perspective needs to be heard. Like, not from me anyway. Okay. But I do think that um, it's, especially if you're Black and femme, that our stories are not told. Mm-hmm. We're not, they're not written down. They're not spoken about. I mean, they are, we do to each other and like, we do as much as we can, but I feel like they're not, they're not in like the annals of history in the way that they should be. And I think that just for the other black films who will come after that, there's an importance of like, just like recording it to some degree. Like, yeah this person was and it's okay for you to be too like you don't have to be apologetic for existing that you don't you don't have to you don't have to feel ashamed for for existing the way that you are that everything about you is perfect and beautiful and um and important and of value and i think that um I think that a lot of us, not just black friends, but a lot of us are not uh, told that and, and therefore just fundamentally don't believe it. And that it results in a lot of lost, um, a lot of lost creativity, a lot of lost opportunity, a lot of lost love in the world. And um, I think there's something to being a part of helping other people remember that the way they are is perfect. Yeah. I think that makes sense at all. That made all of the sense. Here's the thing. Everything you say is just a magic that someone needs to hear and that you may not even know what you're saying until you (laughs) listen back and be like, damn, I sound good. You know, honestly, I don't listen back. Me neither. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, right? It's like, because I'll listen back and be like, uh, I'm good on you. Like honestly, you're like I did a thing. It is literally like that. It's like yeah, I did a thing. Which yeah, is I mean, a- it's a it's a thing. It's weird hearing yourself. I mean, I'm forced to because I go back and transcribe these. But yeah. but also there's like this weird and um oh my god, I hate whenever people like jack off and they're like, oh my god, like this person that I met and they said this thing to me, you know, so like I'm really annoyed that it's gonna, that I'm about to do that, but uh, one time, so first of all, I'm like super, I'm talking to y'all like and it's chill, but yeah. probably because I'm not actually looking at you when we're not in person because I'm like really fucking awkward in real life and like very Aren't we all though? Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like many of us are, and so I've gotten used to it and I'm comfortable with it, but one time I was at this, I was speaking on a panel or something, it doesn't matter what, and Danielle Brooks from um, Orange mm-hmm. and Black, she was like sitting right across from me, so I was like, I rarely feel like I want to say anything to anyone, like, like a famous person, I'd be like, I'm not, I'm just going to pretend like I don't see you, and that's me seeing you, so like, you be over there, and I'm over here, but I was like, oh, I just, I just want to say something, but I just couldn't make myself, and so instead, I'm just sitting, like, literally, directly across the couch from her, just, like, staring at her, but not saying anything, it was the worst, so then eventually, she looks at me, and she's like, Oh, you're like the yoga girl, right? This is the thing people do. Oh, you're like the yoga girl, right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I I teach yoga, but I guess I feel awkward talking about it. And she was like, why? I was like, well, you know, I just, I don't know. I I just, I'm awkward. And she was like, oh, no, I mean, I understand, like, feeling like you can't. um, I can't remember exactly how she phrased it, but it was basically, like, feeling like you don't deserve to talk or something. And at the time, I was like, this bitch don't read me. Rude. Like, okay. I was like, rude. And then just when you were just saying that, I was thinking like, damn, that's just like what old girl was saying that time. Because it really is like, it is this thing. And I don't know. I felt like she was saying it that like, honestly, like as a, as a black woman, like as, as a person who's like been told that your opinion doesn't matter that you shouldn't express how you feel that there's like this added layer that basically I know this was around your ass to get to your ankle but like if you are um 
even if you are introverted, <laughs> that there's this extra added layer that comes with, you know, being in a marginalized body, whereas people have told you on top of the fact that you already weren't going to say shit, now you feel like it's like, um, like you don't deserve to say shit and that that has nothing to do with being introverted. That's the oppressor. <laughs> that's, that's what mm. that is. And I was just like, wait a minute. Anyway, that, yeah. that has nothing that, I don't know no, if that's on top. I, I think that <laughs> definitely makes sense, especially with saying like it, it is the oppressor of like we're told that we're too loud and we make too much noise anyway. So then you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't say anything. Exactly. But then you also said it's like stifling, like it, it stops the blessings that we could be giving. Exactly, exactly. And that like and that that wraps back around to the question. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. yeah. So you started out. um talking about um your pronouns and saying you you know you prefer to go by they and them but then sometimes you misgender yourself what did you mean by that so okay like uh, i'm just gonna this is probably gonna come out like weirdly crass and i don't mean it to but i accept I just i'm gonna say it the way it expresses the way it comes out yeah so i and i think that this has come along with like, honestly, like passing or something like as, so as, so I identify as femme, like as a queer person. And for me, that's like, it's not just like, I think for, I think femme is being like weirdly co-opted right now. And like people, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on. I feel like sometimes people be using this word and I'm like, do you, are we talking about the same thing? But I think that for me, it's not just about like the clothes that I'm wearing. It has to do with like the entirety of my identity. But mm -hmm. I think that I, for a period of my life, felt very comfortable like passing at straight presenting or something. I'm not really sure, but it's made me like almost like, I don't, I don't really know how to express talking about this. I do, but I don't know if I feel comfortable expressing it right now. I just, okay. the point is I frequently will use she, her, and I don't, it's, and then I like, I get mad at myself about it or something. Mm -hmm. I have this like weird shame attached and mm -hmm. it's something that I don't, I don't even really, I don't really know how to express, but. That's okay I, though. That's like the yeah. best part of figuring all the things out. Like you don't have to have like a definite answer today or tomorrow. It's, uh, I hate also like being the, the person who's like, no, I need an answer now. I need to know now. I need to be doing it right from the beginning. And like, I have to, that's honestly a huge part of my yoga practice is trying to like be okay with that aspect of self. <laughs> like, yeah. it's okay that you are a type of person who like can't, can't let things go. And like, run, like to the point of like, like hurting yourself. Um, yeah. It's okay that you're that kind of person. Yeah. And that that's, that's beautiful too. Anyway. I mean, definitely. You. I mean, it all starts in in home. So in home can be within our bodies. Yeah. Right. 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 When did you um, first started seeing or maybe feeling a bit different or standing out because you were a black femme or presenting as a black mm. femme? When did I start to see a difference? Mm-hmm. Or like maybe more attention or just different energy oh. or just within yourself. probably when I was in college because I do think that for a long time I was very much like under this fucking like cloud of like like pretend equality or something where it's mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, we're all in, we're all the same. Like we're all having the same experience. Mm -hmm. And then I don't think that it was until I was like, let's say 18 when I was like, Oh no, wait, that's not what's happening at yeah. all. And not only that, but shit, 
who is feeling better about themselves because I'm here? What's good? Mm. Like, what's going on? And like that. So I think that I'm glad that that happened then because it definitely has like been a recurring test throughout my adulthood. <laughs> that yeah. um, that awareness of like of the difference in skin color and especially like working in an industry that is not only predominantly white but predominant predominantly like. I don't know what the word would be like small bodied slender <laughs> um mm, like mm-hmm. it's the complete opposite of who I am so that my I guess otherness is more clear to me and also the power that like I think there's well yeah that's that's about when I would say for me yeah and I think that um Yeah, that's you know what, never mind. Yeah. Okay. What what brought you to the work, like working in and becoming this magical yoga being? Am I a magical yoga being? The fuck? Yep. No, you are. I, I don't I don't know when it happened, but house. present day you are a magical <laughs> yoga being. Um wow, I don't know how to okay, I'm gonna stop dwelling on it. Okay, so um I honestly started practicing yoga like very much not. I think that I think because of the like Instagram and the fact that people literally start doing shit just for the purpose of taking a photo <laughs> of it is like created this culture of like oh wait so you just started doing this of your own accord but you didn't start doing it so people would look at you I'm like wait what? why would I do that okay anyway um I guess I'm from a different age so um I started practicing yoga when I was in graduate school I um was going through just a really difficult time in my life that honestly has happened to anyone who's been 23. It was literally just like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm lost and I can't find myself. It's like, I was so, I mean, there were big things that were happening. Um, My like high school partner and I were breaking up and I was like I thought the whole world was crashing down around me Mm -hmm. like all kinds of shit was happening but like one of my um one of my classmates was like you should try yoga you're gonna love it it's so great and I was like absolutely not because (laughs) I had tried yoga once when I was in high school and hated it like so much and um but she did eventually wear me down and I went and I loved it And it was because I didn't realize it, but like in the rest of my life, I was very much just kind of sleepwalking. I would just like wake up and go to class, go to work, have the same conversations over and over again, like not emotionally or spiritually or anything engaged. I'm just, I'm on autopilot and then wake up, do the exact same thing over again. And in practicing, it really requires like, actually trying by one method or another finding your way to the present moment definition time y'all being present living on autopilot keeps us from experiencing life the opposite of living on autopilot is living in the present being fully present means having your focus your attention your thoughts and feelings all fixed on task at hand we can become present by practicing mindfulness and in practicing mindfulness We learn to become aware of what we're reacting to life and being to slow down so that we can bring our attention inwards. Finding your way to the present moment. And the present moment was like a foreign place to me. I spent my life obsessing over the future, being worried about the past, like unable to even just sit still, afraid to sit still. Like Mm. I used to be one of those people who was like, I could never meditate, you know, like I, meditation's not for me. This is like Meditation's hard. Thing. Yeah, meditation's hard, exactly. Like it's too hard. And the the reality is that I like, I think probably a lot of people just need to sit the fuck down somewhere and be quiet. <laughs> and honestly, like just focus on what's happening right now. Stop thinking about the future, stop thinking about the past. And it was really, um, it woke up um, aspects of myself that needed to be woken up. And um I ended up, it gave me a lot of confidence to Mm -hmm. take a leave from graduate school. Technically, I'm still on a leave from grad school. And um, I moved to Durham where I live now. And um, when I moved to Durham, I 
didn't have the money to practice yoga in studios. I didn't have a That's place real. to live. So like, I stopped practicing for a little while. And during that time, a bunch of sad shit happened. Um, actually, I feel like now's the time when someone would want for me to say, I wrote a book about this topic where I did talk about the fact that while I was not practicing yoga, the book's called Everybody Yoga. You can find it on Amazon.com and other places. Hello. Um, but anyway, so in the book, I talked about how um, my aunt passed away really unexpectedly and it, <clears throat> excuse me, it sent me, um, I think in the way that realizing mortality and the loss of someone who's close to you does to all of us, mm -hmm. it um, sent me down a spiral of um, the sad shit that that kind of thing brings. And um, I ended up finding myself very much in the place that I was in before I started practicing yoga. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what was making me feel good before yoga? Okay, I'm just gonna start doing it like at home. And so I would just, I've been practicing Bikram yoga before that. And I just started practicing like the eight to 10 poses, let's say from the Bikram sequence that I felt comfortable doing at home without a teacher watching me. And yeah. that was just like my medicine. Like I would do those poses and that was my yoga. And like it, that blossomed into like eventually being able to take like one class a month out like in a studio and like taking a lot of online classes i made my own props out of like one of them i'm looking at right now a star wars vhs box set like it's like i was literally just like like my dog's leash was my yoga strap i was just like putting shit together and i started posting about my practice on instagram back when mm -hmm. this was before now everyone and their mom's on instagram but like it used it's to true. be like before when it was just college students it was like very serious yoga practitioners and teachers and they were just mm -hmm. on there giving one another feedback about their practices and so i started posting photos of my own practice because i wanted to feel like i was a part of a larger community and i wanted to get feedback about my practice and over time i realized that the responses i was getting from people it wasn't really there weren't really any people being like oh yeah you should move your knee out here or like squat lower here or do whatever they would be like I didn't know like fat people could do yoga or like mm. or people would be like I didn't know that like black people do yoga that's a thing and I'm like <laughs> okay so like I'm so confused because everybody like literally anybody can do this practice <laughs> like it is meant for all human beings regardless of what's happening in your life like if you can breathe even if even if there's a machine involved, you can do this practice. And mm -hmm. like, I think that um, I think that that spurred me to continue showing my practice and that yeah. response, and uh, and also just the act of like logging my practice and and having a journal that I've successfully kept for the last few years. And so when I look back at it, it's just like, or when I look at like being in front of other people it doesn't really feel like i'm in front of other people it's mm -hmm. like i don't live in los angeles so like i don't live in an area where there's like a lot of people in the entertainment industry or like sh cutting themselves on display to yeah. me it's just like i'm just documenting my practice and it's only been recently that i've started to realize like oh shit there's other people who can see that and there's people who are like like oh fat black like a fat black person who's comfortable with themselves and like is unapologetic about it you're like we What's exist thank you yeah thank you I'm so much like, we're all here all the time like what the hell so i don't know i mean i i don't even know if that answered your question it or did that was all the way no nope. it was land. again everything you're saying is authentic and that's literally what the people want to know like who you are and what you got to say about things Awesome. <laughs> you talked about like how you you know you were going through a lot and yoga brought you like healing like what does that mean for you like what does that look like oh so by nature well i don't actually i wouldn't say that it's by nature but by conditioning mm -hmm. i'm like an extremely anxious person and like okay. very much um like very generally fiery like i get like it's almost like 
I get personally offended if someone has a different opinion than I do so that I have to convince them of my opinion or I need to like figure out a way to so that like I feel like a lot of my life has and continues to be led in a space of like like just deep it's like it's very intense and it's very insecure and it's very like honestly fundamentally unhappy mm. and what brings me um calm and what brings me ease is knowing that it's okay it's okay yeah you don't have to apologize you don't have to try to fight against all you have to do is just be mm. and that is sufficient and it's literally like I'm like steaming fucking heat miser or something and it's just like a bucket of water on top and just like or something less probably painful. It's just like it's like having fumes extinguished, like having this um this deep-seated lack of satisfaction filled. <laughs> to understand that everything that I'm looking for outside of myself mm -hmm. is always constantly inside of me. And I don't need to look outside of myself. And um, that's actually fucking, this, this is my second dick mood of, of the podcast. That's probably negotiable. I'm sure I've done something else too. But <laughs> in my estimation, second hard dick mood. Um, I actually have tattooed on my arm. What I'm looking for is not out there. It is in me. Because I always... Ooh, it's, I like that. So it's a Helen Keller quote. We have the same birthday. I feel like a deep kinship with Helen Keller. And she... It's like, always got to remember that... I've been looking outside of myself so hard for the answers, like trying to find the, trying to find satisfaction through any method possible, whether it's like shopping, mm -hmm. whether it's relationships, whether it's like like falling into love so hard that you can't see anything else. That that that's all there is. Like um, like uh drinking drugs like all kinds of food all kinds of things where it's like i want to find that feeling that mm. good that feeling of it's okay but mm -hmm. that feeling is always inside it's never it's never not there even when you're saying where is it it's always there and yoga um has continues to help me remember that that's beautiful i love that have you ever got any like any like additional like mental health support attached to the yoga for your healing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk, uh, talk yeah. about your mental health, boo. Um, so that's been a fairly recent um addition to my like I don't even I feel like it's even more basic than self-care. It's gotta be in the category of like I don't even fucking know. Like it basically what tip this okay, let me let me back all the way up. Okay. I had always had a very negative feeling about therapy. Because mm -hmm. when I was a child, well, first of all, um <laughs> I'm black and southern and grew up with parents who are like, therapy? What's that? We don't do that. That's not that's not a thing. But when I was very young, um not not that young, but my mom was really sick for a long time. And mm -hmm. she was misdiagnosed by a lot of doctors and she, she went through a lot and she saw um, a couple of different therapists and psychiatrists during that time. And they were all like, had, it was just a really fucked up situation. I'm not going to go mm -hmm. over details on that. And yeah. it, it just made me not trust, trustful of that as a practice. And um, when I was in college, I was going through some shit as we frequently are as one and, does um, as one does you know? <laughs> and um I went to see a counselor on campus and mm -hmm. she was she was really chill very nice person and in retrospect like I was doing the most but at the time I was just like man I'm this person telling me about myself you know it's that kind of thing so like just like with with Danielle Brooks very similar so anyway I was like Man, I don't know about this. And then I feel like I saw somebody when I was in graduate school, too. Basically, I had a lot of, like, one-off, not great experiences that were very much tempered by me not being open to the situation at all. Mm 
And therapy, uh, therapy, yoga has offered me a lot of um, space to see and create a relationship with myself, a, a relationship of, uh, uh, um, to create, it's, it's helped me create a level of introspection within myself that has made space for a lot of awakenings so that I'm like more open to the idea of, or like I grew to be more open to the idea of just talking about the, the, the trauma that I'm not able to let go of basically. And um, I, but I still was not really like in a space where I felt comfortable reaching out or um, seeking. And basically what happened is that I got a little bit of like weird niche internet attention and it made me like really unhappy (laughs) and made me Mm. like, I mean really like the, I'm very uncomfortable with so many aspects of my professional life and it's really difficult for me to deal with. And, um, I mean, like when I did my book tour, I was like, I like lost my shit at one point and was like, I just, I'm not like, it's not even like, I I don't know how else to put it, but like, I need more than yoga. I need something in addition to this because I need to be able to manage something that, is not typical that human beings I think are not really wired to be able to deal with. And, um, I, at that point was like, okay, I'm going to get more serious about this. And so I've been seeing a therapist and I think it really like, it's, it requires parts of myself. It requires me opening up in ways that I don't want to, and that are really, and, and it makes, it requires a receptivity that I've never made the capacity for, mm. but all I, but I just show up and I try to just keep showing up. Yeah. And, and that's the hardest part. Helpful. It is. I, I guess that's what they said. <laughs> I mean, the, to walk in through the door and actually being like, all right, well, here, I guess I'll like, I mean, I'm here again. Sure. You know, <laughs> so, okay. Um, I've been talking to a few people about like mental health and like the fact that it's not like the most known and or supported in like the black community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you think oh, that yeah. has like any like connection within yourself? Definitely. I mean, my, like, even in my mother seeing a therapist, my father was still like very, very much against it. And like, I can't, I mean, I would love to imagine him going to see a therapist, but I can't really see it. Like, it's like deeply, deeply embedded in the community. <laughs> and like, yeah. I don't know if it's like that everywhere. And like, I mean, I live in the South. It's very, I think that there's a certain amount of like, well, I it's, it's the same with crying too. Cause like, I also mm-hmm. grew up in a household where crying was not really appropriate. And it was like, it's really frowned upon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's, it's kind of like, we don't have time for that. Like yep. you're talking about, it's like therapy. We don't have time for that. Yep. Like you, like oh, you want to talk about it? You want to talk about your what? Like what's so wrong with you that you can't just deal with it? Like mm. how bad could it be that you can't just deal with it? And it's like, mm-hmm. bitch, you should have to deal with it. You need to talk to somebody. Like there's no, <laughs> we don't have to shame each other for wanting to talk to somebody. We should all go talk to somebody, maybe together in a group. Like anyway. yeah. So yeah, I, I get, would agree. I feel that definitely found that. <laughs> I mean, I I definitely I went home to my parents. I was like, y'all know I'm seeing a therapist, and they were like, oh, and I was like, so you should too, right? That, that you you should too, and they just looked at me and were like, for what? I said to talk. Y'all don't talk to each other. Somebody got to talk to y'all, right? So. That's what I'm saying. Oh my gosh, literally, y'all don't talk to each other. So why are y'all like? Yeah, I mean, Lord, yes. <laughs> it's it's an interesting like. People put a lot upon like the black femme body, like you were talking about, you know, this new look upon you and it Mm. being a part of you, like being a different bodied person, being Mm. like bigger body, being black. Because again, yoga is, didn't Gwyneth Paltrow just say she made that shit up the other day? I don't know. Um, Did she say she made up, she made up what? What did she say? Oh, oh my God. 
I, I bet she was misquoted, but I'm definitely going <laughs> to, I'm going to have to Google. I'm going to give that a, a hard Google. Five okay. minutes of Google later. Okay. Yeah. Get in there. Get in there deep. <laughs> but it is like, I, there isn't people that look like you or I that are like pushed towards the front of right. this practice. Mm-mm. And Not like, that brings me to the question of like, why do you think it's important or like, what is it and, and or so why is it important? And what does it mean to be a black femme in this fitness industry? Mm. I think it's really showing, um, I think I'm, I'm not really concerned with like how the status quo feels about the shit I'm doing. I don't really mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many people who think that they are not allowed in the fitness space and mm. specifically like people who look like me. And I'm like, if you, whether or not you think that you physically look like me, if you feel like me, if it feels like an authentic connection, know this, know that this space is for you too. Like yeah. take whatever you need from it, but know that that, that this is for you because I think there's, that's the only reason that really keeps me in the space, honestly. Cause like, dude, these like, these white people never gonna give a fuck about me. They don't care. They don't care. They wouldn't, they would not have me, they would not invite me to be a part of the brand things. They would not invite me to like go to the events. They wouldn't ask me to teach if they didn't think they can make a couple dollars at the end of it. Like mm. honestly, they could give a shit. So, so in response, I could give a shit. And I feel like <laughs> the only thing that really matters to me is when I do the event or when I do the brand collaboration or the class or whatever the fuck, when somebody comes up and they say, you know, I really thought that I couldn't do this, but now that I see you, I know that I can. That's the only reason to do it. Because mm. then that person can go and do it for themselves. And what I really feel like the most, the most powerful kind of, one of the most powerful kinds of endorsement is realizing something for yourself. Because then other people feel that from you and they, and the reason I feel that way is because that's literally the only thing that I've been doing. I literally just live my own practice. I don't really try to get people to practice yoga. I don't really care if other people practice yoga. I know I got to practice yoga, but that has made other people feel like, you know, I think I could practice yoga too. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's lit. That connection is awesome. And I think that, um, that's why... Uh, visibility is important and and why like because I just keep thinking like even like taking it to Lizzo on Ellen today it's like go ahead and talk about her like this person is setting a standard like setting like or disrupting a standard and showing that like this is not just for the people that you thought it was for Mm -hmm. it is also it is for you too like you, like Lizzo is on this television dancing and singing at the same time through an audience wearing like booty shorts and with her thighs all the way out, like thick kinky hair, like playing the flute at one point solo. Like what she's the fuck? Magical. You do not see, she's amazing. And like, that's what people, people need to see that like it's more than just what you've been sold. Like you don't, Mm -hmm. you can believe, you don't have to change yourself. You don't have to change anything about yourself. I mean, there's just so much like even now, and I know that like I'm kind of existing in a bubble and I forget, but like people be out here using like skin bleaching and shit and like afraid, like thinking that something's wrong with being dark skinned and like that it's like not okay to have natural hair and like that like that you can't be fat and like all this shit. And it's just like, you need to know, like just like God, if I, if nothing else, you need to know that the way you are right now is just fine. It's perfect, in fact. Yeah, I love this. I like that. <laughs> I'm like love, I'm like, like double tap, <laughs> triple tap. Yeah, I'm just like I don't even know, dude. It's um, yeah, I don't know. That's have bad. you felt any pushback? I know you're like I don't give a fuck about anybody. But have you <laughs> felt pushback in the community? Oh yeah, lots of yeah. pushback. They yeah, I mean I feel like people. (laughs) 
<sighs> okay, there's layers to this. So there's... I love layers. I feel like people are not comfortable having their version of reality disrupted. <laughs> like, they don't, they don't want for you to say that, like, there, there might be something wrong with their perspective. Even if that's mm -hmm. not what you're saying. That's how yeah. they're perceiving it. So very often, like, this is... I mean, I get a lot of pushback, like, within the yoga world. I get a lot of pushback within the wellness world. I get a lot of pushback just, like, in general for being fat and unapologetic. <laughs> I get a lot of, like, negative feedback. And I just feel like everyone is entitled to their opinion and like mm -hmm. I'm entitled to my opinion and I think that I mean honestly like if you're not getting pushback then are you even really doing anything that's mm. worthwhile like I don't mean like I don't even not to like say that certain things aren't worthwhile but I'm like yeah I feel like when you when you provoke there's going to be a reaction. And I think that we're not all meant to be the same and we're not all meant to have the same perspectives. But it's definitely not easy to kind of come to that conclusion. And I, I also think that um, <laughs> one thing that's interesting to me is when people, this is like really common with white allies, honestly, is that they're like, it's like, everything's all fun and games until they feel provoked by what you're saying. And then it's like, Oh, Oh no, bitch. We were having a good time, but now, now you can't, you know? So like that shit like that, I feel like it's forever happening to me where someone's like, I used to love you and think oh, that you Lord. were great. But now like I've realized that you are terrible because you talked about cannabis in a positive way, or you said that you think that, the people who are, you know, like, it's like, like, just because you, ugh, I can't believe I jumped to cannabis, but like, there's so many different <laughs> things where people I mean, I support like, that too. <laughs> like, I mean, there's, uh, like, um, okay, around the election, uh -oh. I, right, right. Ooh, I'm still tired from that. I'm, I don't Exhausted. know if I'm ever going to be not tired Exhausted. From that. <laughs> so tired. But I, around that time, said some shit on the internet that I guess, some people, somebody found offensive, and I mean, clearly, because like I lost thousands of followers that day, and I was just like, "All right, I mean, honestly, like, I and like people be like, like coming at me with comments and with feedback where it's like they expect for it to land really hard. Like, this is like this is important to me, and like you should, and I'm just like, we are all entitled to our own opinions." You're mm -hmm. welcome to feel how you feel. I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to do what I was doing. And yeah. Like, you be blessed. <laughs> Ooh, that be blessed. That's that ending. It's. <laughs> I know it's that the, ending. <laughs> it's the quiet, it's the um, church friendly way of saying, get the fuck out of my face. Before I, I listen, listen. My family <laughs> is from the South. I know what be blessed <laughs> means. Yeah, exactly. And that's basically like, okay, well, fuck you, you too. Bye. You Exactly, a hundred percent. Because this is the other thing about me receiving negative feedback is that people do not know me. Like you don't actually know me. And I wish that people would step to me in real life the way that they would step. Nobody, I don't, now let me go back to the question you asked me, like do like, do I get pushback? Not in real life. <laughs> but if nobody steps to me in real life, I wish they would. Honestly, it'd be like more entertaining. And the times that people have, it was not to their benefit. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like people people feel wild and free on the internet, and sure, they get uh, lots of pushback. I mean, the internet is an interesting place because everyone yes. is behind a keyboard, and they like, I got these keys, I'm gonna use them. Yeah, there's weapons of weapons of mass destruction for real, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two words and like let me know how you feel they connect. Oh no, okay, well, maybe cool. three words. Okay, the first one is disrupt. Heard. And the second is Black Femme. How do you ooh, feel like they connect ooh, ooh. or need to connect? Black Femmes disrupt. Black Femmes should disrupt. Uh, black Femmes are disruptive, should disrupt. I don't, I mean, like, I'm, 
I'm not okay with, and maybe I'm thinking about it the wrong way, but like, I'm not really cool with disrupt black films. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't try to do that. Unless, <laughs> um, unless I'm like unclear on the, on the definition of those things together. Like that's, or, or step, please. Uh-huh. Come through. That's, that's, I feel like, but in terms of black fem- disrupt and black films, you can put them in any order, however you want to make it out. Like when I hear that, I'm like, we are disrupt as black femmes in 2019. We are disrupting everything that they think they have tied. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, and also, so an addendum to that, I want to see black femmes disrupting everything, every mm-hmm. every system, every structure, every business, every like every um, industry, everything, mm-hmm. the whole thing period moving forward and honestly taking control of the ship because like to be okay go ahead and do it I know just you're about to, to keep do it. it all the way just keep it funky real quick someone um i was just listening to this podcast where they were talking about how the base the democratic base is like um it almost it's like the base is black women <laughs> they were talking about like what do um like, what does the Democratic Party need to do? And the person was like, turn the Democratic Party over to black women, because obviously, like, we know how to handle this. And I was like, yes, literally that. <laughs> like, like I understand it's a democracy. We don't live, like, I don't know. I don't know how y'all feel about socialism and communism versus democracy. I wish the shit could work successfully. It seems like it can in certain countries. I don't know if we're going to get to that in the U.S. before the whole, before the icebergs melt. So <laughs> in the event that we don't, I feel like we need to, y'all, the white men need to advocate responsibility to black women and then we can just get all this shit handled. And then let's just let that trickle down to all the other industries. And then I'm sure that someone's going to be like, oh my God, she's black supremacist. (laughs) Anyway. You know what I will say? (laughs) Almost everyone else I have talked to was like, just give it to us. Literally. (laughs) Just please. Give it to us. You're failing. Oh my gosh. Just please. So and it's just like it's just I uh, I just also don't feel like it's that hard is the thing <laughs> like just please somebody's auntie a bunch of aunties I'm not even saying me it's somebody's auntie so mm. everybody anyway yes I agree yeah the end. <laughs> I mean it's perfect um we're, we're wrapping it up but um can you give us some tips Mm. Some thoughts on healing and surviving in this world that wasn't built for us. Mm. Understand that your erotic energy is your power and that you don't have to be ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Understand that they belittle you because they want, because they are afraid of your power. Um, Understand that you are you are as strong as as you need to be you are Mm. capable of taking it and you can handle it and and that you are born of a divine lineage Mm. and that you have all the tools from the people who gave you their blood and those who want you to not believe that are afraid of it. Beautiful. I love it. Well, I I really enjoyed this real conversation. Like, thank you for sharing the truth with us because somebody needed to hear this and someone (laughs) are going to be mad and they're going to be like, damn it. I needed to hear this, but I didn't want to. But, you know, that's what I specialize in, honestly, even to my, to, specifically to myself. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm always, I don't want to hear that shit. Why are you saying that? So, um, yeah. Um, thank you for having me. This was a joy. Yes. I love conversations in which I don't have to code switch. So thank you very much. Listen, <laughs> that is it. effort and work in itself. <laughs> 
so much. Yes. <laughs> but before you. you go, can you like plug yourself? How can people find you? Oh, Where can yes. they throw coins at your blessed body? Yes, what yes, can yes. We do? Please do. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you can find everything related to me, like my classes, both online and out in the world, my app that will launch this year Ooh. called the Underbelly. You'll find um, like all my shit on jessamanstanley.com or on the Instagram at my name is Jessamine or on Twitter as Just Not Jazz. And if you are on Amazon.com, you should type in Everybody Yoga and click one click and buy my book. But that's Perfect. where I am on the internet. Thank you so much. That Thank was a blessed you. conversation. As promised, we have three amazing resources just for you. First, Girl Trek. This is the largest public health nonprofit for African-American women and girls in the United States. With nearly 100,000 neighborhood walkers, Girl Trek encourages women to use walking as a practical first step to inspire healthy living, families, and communities. As women organize walking teams, they mobilize community members to support monthly advocacy efforts and lead a civil rights-inspired health movement. Up next, BlackGirlsInOM.com. Black Girls in Ohm promotes holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. They encourage self-care, self-love, self-empowerment for communities of color. They affirm the consistent and preventative actions that cultivate a clear mind, a strong body, prosperous health, and inspiration. Black Girls in Ohm learn and show wellness practice with one another and through this work to cultivate richer understandings of what it means to be healthy and beautiful from inside out. And last but not least, BWWL.org, which is Black Women for Wellness, which they believe in strength and wisdom of our community and allies. They believe that we have the solutions, resources, and responsibility to create the shifts and change needed to impact our health status. Each of us must develop our power, personal power, held accountable, and support acknowledged leadership, and most importantly, contribute to our survival and growth as a community. I'm so excited to announce we have a store. I've created a meditative coloring book filled with journal prompts, affirmations, and gorgeous illustrations for you to color. We have brand new Trauma Queen socks with cute little tiny crowns all over to remind you that you are a queen. And we have two kinds of tea, one focused on stress relief and one that's for healing that heart of yours. The tea bags come with little affirmations, so as you steep your tea, you set your intention. Everything will be available on my website, www.traumaqueen.love. That's www.traumaqueen.love. Thank you so much for listening. This season has been so special to record. And of course, I have to shout out all the people who made this possible. You can find us all on Instagram. Podcast artwork by Zoe Loves, Z-O-I-E-L-O-V-E-S, recorded and engineered by Bapari, B-A-P-A-R-I, produced by Boy God King, B-O-Y-G-O-D-K-I-N-G, and me, I'm your host, Jiminika, J-I-M-A-N-E-K-I-A. Support for this podcast made possible by our sponsor, BetterHelp, and people like you. If you'd like to contribute to supporting this work, you can do so by clicking the link in the podcast description. You can donate as little as 99 cents per month to keep us going strong. Every penny you send goes right back into making this resource accessible to the people who need it most. Thank you for listening and happy healing.